What about my sweat equity? preamble for our side because we'll make this a swap cast we'll put this on sweat equity fucking i'd have it no other way and being the number one business comedy podcast comedy being the the main adjective here jd power and associates everything's kind of under the guise of comedy right when, yeah uh, 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 understood making all this up all you fictional. know we live in a state where it's illegal to do uh, certain certain kind of drugs that we might be talking about, and so everything's said in jest. Well, yeah. Let me weigh in. My as as my listeners know, my name is David Ben. So if that tells you anything, you being a longstanding friend, um, I have a little podcast name, like a, a new name. So we try to hover around specifics. We try to make everything circumstantial. <laughs> so uh, if anybody were to probe, um, there's just too much looseness within the the construct to make it stick sure and your real name is up on the zoom call you like that uh, well ID, yeah well nobody will ever know my real name um that listens to my podcast so if they happen they to jump through other <laughs> jump through other hoops and go check out sweat equity then you can figure it out but yeah you uh, you want to rename yourself on there so when we use the video <laughs> yeah i mean I, I clear i honestly don't give a shit but yeah. okay i'm just trying to we don't either. Yeah, I mean, trying to be vague enough to where people just can't be dicks about it. You know? How about this? Don't make it easy for a cursory Google Google search to find out what people if they want to find out. Like Sir, I was, none of my Google searches are cursory. They are very wow. well thought out, detailed, extensive, porn laden. Well, I was doing a uh, I was doing a bunch of interviews the last two weeks, and like, so I did a duck duck go search of myself, and I was like, okay. The only thing that really shows up is our podcast that uh, could ruffle feathers, I guess. And they, if you're kind of conservative, it's not going to be your favorite. It came up in my interview, 10 minutes into meeting. <laughs> meeting well, I mean, we're putting ourselves out there. Um, and if people yeah. want to receive it, they can receive it. And you know what? The note was fair. It was like, you don't need to, you know, be filthy and cuss that much. It was like, you know, that's a fair point. I know well, I don't need to. Yeah. No, I. that's what I said. I mean, look. It, it it heightens the experience, but sure, exactly. Though. The Josh Potter show has a, a good boy clock, so they got to go ten minutes without saying anything terrible or or a cuss word, so they don't get demonetized. Now, preacher loss and stuff. The point where we're at that, or we have to worry about being demonetized. Well, we you tell me if I'm gonna comp, if I'm gonna cost you money, then I'll no. stay within the boundaries. So no, you I'm let saying, me know. I wish because... we were at the point where we oh, had okay. to worry about that. We right. we have uh, left YouTube basically alone, which I I take a hundred percent the fault for not helping on the marketing side of that. Um, well, you're doing all. Yeah, our much. one subscriber is really disappointed. Right. Hey, I tell you what, they're a pretty dedicated subscriber because that's me. I'm the one subscriber. So. I know. Yeah. So for those I listening, know. there's a good and boy clock. You. There's a there's a ten minute clock right now as we're doing this in 2021 where you, like it, that's how it clears. Like you can't say you can't even talk about like vaccines and stuff. Like, okay. Well, you just blew it then. Yeah. Well, um. Do we have to restart? Do I have to? No. No. Okay. We're fine. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, we don't, we don't make any money off of that. <laughs> I make no money off of anything. This is purely just a cash. And we're never going to. Just yeah. a money pit for me, just a way for me to spend all my money on something that, that I only have fun with. Yeah, I'm just saying. I look. I showed. Uh, I showed Eric, uh, a friend of mine. You know, I won't bring his name up on here, but he he was giving me. Uh, it's like, hey, I got this new gig. Pretty excited about it. And then I, we got into this weird like censorships thing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! One of my like friends turned into my dad. Oh. My college friends like turn. He's the other bear Jew, if you remember from the bachelor party. Ah, uh, yes, I certainly do. So. so <laughs> He's like turned we bonded into his, immediately. Yeah, he's turned into like a super conservative or something, and I'm like, what? The fuck? Not that Jewish thing. Like, like a born again red stater kind of guy, or like, a... uh, y'all are technically neighbors. Uh, oh. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. I'll ask him a conversation. Uh, I'll tell you about that off air, but uh, I don't want to hijack too much. I just wanted to yeah. preamble that before I forgot because no, no, like, this is the fluff. You know, we're fluffing it up. We're getting it ready now. Uh, Let's make, yeah, let's make guys forget about foreplay. Mm-hmm. That, that's most of the game, honestly. I learned that in my 30s. That was way too late. Well, you got to bring something to the table. When you have a penis in your 30s. Size, I know. That's what when I'm you saying. have a penis the size of a thumbnail, I mean, you have to have some other skills. So, you know, that's – I was talking about me. Do you also have a thumbnail size penis? Uh, when I had my vasectomy, yeah. It was thumbnail size? Yeah, that's, they gave me a tiny pill case where you have to do a sample in later. And I was like, that's not fair. You kind of did like the uh, remove your thumb magic trick kind of to show me the, uh, the process. Uh, <laughs> it did look like another <laughs> belly button. He was so scared. So it tried to go inside, make a tail on the other side. No, he was complaining about the size of the specimen cup that they give you when you have to return to make sure that it worked. Okay. Like, oh, this gets serious real fast with your aim. Like, with- you're was not, it like a 64 used... ounce big gulp or was it like no, a no, no 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 opposite think of like the like you get like a, a prescription of whatever ox uh oxycontin, oxycontin or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> <Willy> <laughs> your <laughs> casual thing no you guys uh, are in florida of, right i was trying to think of amoxicillin prescription here amoxicillin because i had to get it for kids but they don't have pill form right. it's the tiniest like orange bottle basically and i was like fuck you that's they give it to you after you leave on the way out like a doggy bag so I was like, that's not fair. Like you, so what are you doing with this? You, you, uh, do they you give you to, arousal you tools to and wait, all that? You have to wait 90 days to make sure it works or like you don't intone your commodity, everything. Uh, and get like, like 11 kids. Well, Eric's too scared to get a sample done. So he may be in that camp. He may be in that camp. You broke the 48 hour rule. So I don't even know. You're off the chain. Crazy. Well, so congrats on your snippage. I know that gives you free run, like, Pretty much at this well, point, you can just walk around with your dick out, no repercussion. I got yeah. a sample, gave it to the nurse. She's like, "Wait here." I high fived her after she said, "You're good." Of course, yeah. She didn't, she didn't want to high five me, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I mean, it was a big moment for her. Hands. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, that's all she does. You want the high five? What? Yeah, but she doesn't care. She comes like nothing to her. It's like pine salt. She's yeah, a little cum swap in this in this pandemic, no big deal. She, she arguably she loves it the most like she's excited because that's the job she has is to look at all i mean they're they're getting eight guys in there a day i don't know i was doing the math there was like three guys right after me wow just like a conga line of dudes getting snipped it's only 600 bucks i was trying to do math to keep my mind off of uh it's like an abortion price tag right like commensurate with what you pay for an abortion right um or never had to do school? it i've always heard in comedy it's like double double okay 
but you sound, a, you sound I mean, pretty confident. Extrapolate that out on how many you're saving on the back. I mean, you know. No, you're right. You're right. Right. So right. My narcissism just is is killing me here. I have to talk about me um, and my my weekend in Santa Fe. So uh, do, it. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Santa Fe is the closest place where I can go to Meow Wolf, and they reopen. Okay. Well, it's what's up the brakes right there? Yeah, oh. We're well, we're already stopping off, off, the, yeah. off the interstate. What is Meow Wolf? All right. I just assumed that you knew because I think they have one in Austin or it's either opening up in Austin, Texas as well. But it's Why would this... we know that? Oh, good point. We're in Tampa. Right. I don't know if you know So that. as a uh, as a self-proclaimed psychonaut, somebody that likes to uh, experiment, experiment with the entheogens and psychedelics and explore the uh, the mind territory, a place that has a bunch of secret passages and um, amazing colors and toys and just this house of fun for kids. When I take myself into that psychedelic state and I become five again, it just is a playground. So this place is basically like the local artists. I think it's nationwide. It's manifested into something larger, but it started as like a local art project where people that were just really artistic in various ways kind of built this house of fun for everybody and like he'll open uh, up a refrigerator and the refrigerator will be a secret passage to another room and that room might have a bunch of trees and these like little furry creatures and it's just like a psychedelic enthusiast paradise but oh. if you're a kid it also is super fun because you're walking through refrigerators and slides and shit like that it's insane it's open to all year round well they just reopened so last year sorry i got a frog in my throat um, last year when I went out there with the wife, they had just closed. We went out there for the weekend and the day that we arrived, they closed due to COVID because it's like really like right now. You just look like you're in a storage unit. That's going to open up into something. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was going to come up. So we have our basement being redone. So yeah. essentially everything that was in the basement, all my amateur mycology equipment, uh, all that stuff is in frame in frame. Behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So trust me, this is not like a hoarder's bathroom. All of your stuff. Not all of it, man. There's Not a lot there's of stuff scattered. Somewhere. You like that? I'm I'm jealous as a dad. I'm jealous yeah, of how many actually, big ass. He's got the most, I'm like literally like I need. I know. That I'm like those shit. are the thirteen dollar ones, not yeah, the ten dollar ones. Those the are good the thirteen ones. with the handles not, and the clips on it. Not the black and yellow ones. ones. Yeah, not the yeah. black and yellow ones. Yeah, you got to see through them so you know what's in them. Yeah. So I'll uh I'll so hook you guys up with OCD. We'll be talking about monotubs another time. Okay, Meow Wolf is open all year round. So it's it's open all year round, but since covid they just reopened march 19th like after a year so okay. you know everything We're in there going. is very hands-on you know all the puzzles and everything is very tangible um you have guys uh, employees walking around like non-stop cleaning everything that you touch so they almost like contact trace on site and just wipe down stuff constantly there was like yeah, a 95 year old there's like a 95 year old dude in there that looked like he was just tripping balls just walking around just wiping stuff down he was having a blast yeah, I feel like I could go in that sober and have a good time. It, well, I didn't go sober. I decided to, to take a heroic journey through the uh, Meow Wolf by myself. And so I took, uh, took three grams of uh, B-plus psilocybin initially, and then two more grams to kind of boost it throughout. So I was about five grams in just tripping balls, experiencing the coolest playground you could possibly imagine. How long were you there? Probably about three, four hours. You can uh, stay all day if you want. They, like they won't keep you out. Feet. <laughs> yeah. That guy's so, still here? It's and right. So like at one point. Drop you off. Have a good day. Bye. Well, well I was already in. 
I was already in Santa Fe for, I was doing guided MDMA therapy. So <laughs> yeah. So I was there. I was there for business. So <laughs> I thought you were well, definitely going to say a work retreat. Well, for me, that I mean, essentially, that's work. So it's good for you. I'm just saying. I thought it was going to be something different. No, yeah, and I do want to working on yourself in that way. Yeah, and I do want to make it clear. Like one of the things that on my podcast, um, the Mustache Room, we talk constantly about just ways to improve your your psyche, your overall well being in any way that you can that you can uh, drum up. So this, uh, this being something that's, you know, controversial legally, you know, still schedule one, that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's a little tough. You got to tiptoe around it, but dude, I take this stuff for therapy and it's, it's been life-changing. Yeah. And, and yeah. a few years down the road, everybody will have access to it for therapy. That's, yeah. that's where it's going. And I think anybody who's done it is in agreement. Like you absolutely feel better the next day. Well, it's not even about the sky that. Sky is bigger. Things are brighter. It's it's pretty straightforward. No yeah. doubt, dude. I love all that stuff. But like when I, you know, people think I take mushrooms. It's like a fun thing. Yeah. When I go to Meow Wolf and trip balls by myself, I want to be a kid. And you know, it's cool. I put on a I'm all business. I thought that was it's all, dude. I had my briefcase. I, I put it on. Fun. It's all work. <laughs> I was wearing a three piece suit. I had uh, music in, in my my uh, my ears. It was awesome. You real? You had a no three piece. You had a suit on. No, no three piece suit, but uh, I did have music blasting the whole time. Uh, so I was listening to like uh, Porangi or uh, Rising Appalachia, some of my favorites, just going boom, boom the whole time. Yeah, again, like Meow Wolf, like you're just dropping some band names that, like, if you said String Cheese Incident, I'd be like, okay, I know, if I, heard the, them, I know them. Pull up the website, you can see what I'm talking about. It's uh, it's insanely cool, but. I was there just being a kid, and that was my non-therapy portion of the weekend. Mm -hmm. The therapy portion was guided Molly or guided MDMA. So I found a lady that uh, specializes in both psilocybin and MDMA guided therapy. And we had several conversations leading up to it. She kind of understood what I was trying to get after. And you know, essentially, I'm trying to deal with some intimacy issues and some uh, making love issues with the wife. Like I, I can fuck all day long, but making love sometimes just uh, becomes a task, you know, cause I'm, I'm so porn heavy and I grew up with, uh, you know, vulgar shit all over the place. I Rocco Sofredi, you know, stepping on a, a girl's head while he uh, dunks her, dunks her in the toilet. You know, that's my acclimation to, to sex. So awesome. I'm working with the therapist to try to uh, loosen the reins a little bit and not require like uh, somebody spitting in my face to get off, you know, just this uh, took a, uh, wow. Let's take went, a left turn shoot. into the sexual real quick. You like that? Well, Hey, I, um, I love your book. honesty, man. I am an no, open I mean, book, my friend. Great. It's but great. I, Look, it, uh, it's one of those things. Like I'm, I, I'm glad I'm vanilla. Like I don't <laughs> need any of that because <laughs> it takes a certain kind of like, uh, you know, partner. Effort. To, yeah. And a lot of effort, honestly, I'm kind of a lazy lover if I'm anything. Uh, well, um, I, 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 I admire you. I mean, like that's the, uh, the early exposure to, uh, like I said, Rocco and his friends that, that shaped me, unfortunately for the rest of my sex life. Well, so uh, <laughs> that's Eric's son's name. Okay. So. What the, you just you have, have to say, say it. it again. His <laughs> last name isn't Sofredi though. I yeah, mean, like, I know, but you're just very different. Looking over and he's like, mm -hmm. Dude, so I was like, son, let it go and then you brought it back I, up. Can't, I can't i gotta say if your son has the a cock the size of salmon he's got to be in porn like that's that's the next step in his evolution let me write that down well let him know 
<laughs> uh, tell the school counselor that. All right. Um, so maybe wait, I, I want to hear about the MDMA ther- yeah, therapy. My, here, what is oh, how's that go? Can I throw an MDA, MDMA question? Sure. My biggest, uh, the biggest reason I've never taken it is because I, it's really hard to find like pure, pure, right? Like it's, right. It, 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 you always hear the horror stories of people taking it and like something bad happens. They have a bad reaction. Of course, it's probably a way very small, very, very, it's like someone getting COVID twice. It's like almost not real. Uh, yeah, right. I said it. Um, and so what's it called? How, how do you feel comfortable with that? Because that's why I don't want to do acid ever. I just don't, I don't, it's, it's kind of, it's not a stepped on thing. It's a man-made thing, but it's that thing of like. It's synthetic uh, to an extent. I mean, it, it is, you have, it's, it's synthetic 100%. Synthetic. <laughs> it doesn't well, I mean, exactly appear in nature yeah. in that form. There's, you well, know, I'm, the well, I'm also a pussy sometimes. So. I'm a huge pussy. I'm big risk averse puss. And that's, and that's why we love you. But dude, yeah, it's I got know. amphetamines in it. So, you know, there is a, a risk with heart palpitations and some other stuff. So you do You're have to talk about the Molly MDMA. Yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about how do you trust? I guess I have a trust thing. Like what's the supply chain to get to well, me? It's just, I mean, I it's just like anything else. Out. You know, there's, okay. there are people that are, that treat it medicinally. You know, it's, it's, it's not a, sure. it's not the focal point of their stuff. They use it as a, a catalyst for their efforts. So, you know, she has those two substances and she has some, some pretty uh, reputable people that she gets them from. I'm not worried about the psilocybin, you know, that I can do that, but the MDMA, I had to vet her in the process because you're right. I mean, I could be, uh, she could be giving me a bunch of strychnine and other bullshit that could fuck me up. But um, I did my due diligence and I did my research and she was definitely on the, uh, on the up and up. Look, your boy likes to party. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have three or four Zimas some nights, but you know, I just have to. Uh, Molly, Five Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Take the, take the bite off. But uh, Molly more than anything has this weird, like, I don't know, this uh, weird vibe around it ever since I've heard about it, about yeah. it's, it has that it's Chinese drywall. <laughs> There's pressed into a pillar so they're doing uh they're doing clinical trials with that sarasota maps.org um based out of sarasota with rick doblin Mm -hmm. they uh they're kind of the the leaders in the effort for mdma assisted therapy for ptsd so um for me it's not ptsd it's just more of like you know having some uh being exposed to some nasty shit as a as a youngin and as a young jew prior to my bar mitzvah i was already uh, way beyond being a man as far as uh, exposure to porn is, is concerned. You know? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Pre-bar. Pre-bar. Really? Download? Da- oh, dude, all day. My dad used to subscribe to some filthy shit. So, hey, I respect his willingness to think outside the box, but I kind of uh, created my own box. Oh, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't find it in the woods or the swamp like almost every kid our age? Oh, I did that, too. Oh, okay. Dude, <laughs> once I got a taste, I mean... Yeah. Again, never done anything criminal. Your father-son weekend. Go find the porn, son. Did you have that? Did you ever find it? No, I never found it in the woods. But I mean, there's always some. Like, I'd say like half the guys I know that are about our age, they all have that same story of like, yeah, there's some homeless guy in the woods. There's like some kind of porn leprechaun that goes around just leaving it for the kids. Well, if you're homeless, it's not like you're reading War and Peace (laughs) out there, or have a place to put it. (laughs) Right. Or I mean, out of my house. He didn't go to IKEA. Yeah. I mean, different people need different settings for masturbation. So some people like wooded areas. 
Yeah. Well, and back in the day, we were all analog. We were all, you know, all the magazines and whatnot. For sure. And I, I, my dad had a huge stash of penthouse, which he very strategically and um, <laughs> parentally located in the bathroom. So uh, I would basically <laughs> shit wow. in my dad's bathroom for four or five hours and just go through those penthouse. Yeah. And then he found out I was doing that. He moved him out of his bathroom into like a chest in the same room. <laughs> so it took me like 35 seconds to find the chest. Right. And then right. I was spending five hours near the chest. Yeah, you could smell them. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm a porn sniffing dog. Yeah. That's not what you're sniffing. Uh, it kind of smells here. like bleach around here. Yeah. So back to, uh, so yes, MDMA assisted therapy. It's, uh, it's her basically sitting there kind of babysitting me with a strategic playlist to kind of fo follow the waves and you know highs and lows of the experience so you basically create a really comfortable setting i was laying on, on my back with pillows and stuff um she was there monitoring and the music and the medicine just kind of took hold and i noticed it was much more of a physical experience like there were some things that came to me some people that i really cared about that i hadn't spoken to in a while and some things about my relationship with my wife that popped up because that's where I was trying to steer it initially. But uh, physically, it was where I feel like I got the most benefit. Like afterwards, my shoulder and other things that were really tense and painful going in just feel, felt a lot more at ease. And oh. there was just some sort of connection there with some of the psychology that, that came into play. I, I can't necessarily, um, I can't articulate it, but it was there. Yeah. There was a connection between the two. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean... That's one of those things hard to hard to prove. Yeah, you, know, you store tension in your shoulder, whatever. But like everybody agrees, you know, it's like, oh, that that helped. That helped. I feel looser. I feel. I mean, your brain can absolutely just cause you to tense up all the time. Resting bitch face. I don't <laughs> have to have that, but I do because apparently I'm a resting bitch. You know, like it's just there. Well, how about this? The the happiest people, like the happiest successful people, you know. They don't really ever complain about any any like back pain or like any of that shit, right? So mm. there, there's got to be a tie. I look maybe. Oh. I'm talking That's about a bit broad to say that. <laughs> I I'm complain like in a my in my in my in my kind of lifetime. This is the like successful positive people I know. They don't really go around, you know, going oh like they don't have that nagging. They don't bitch like I do about yeah. everything. But I'm saying like. They're not, they're not the old, older guys that are complaining about their back. They might have it, but... Well, because, you know, well, also that plays... It also plays into the fact that once you kind of get to a happy place, once you get to you know, a place where you really understand your, your mind and body more, um, you don't want to play the victim, you know? Whenever you complain about shit, right. you're playing the victim. So, you know, that does nobody any good. I love... Nobody wants to hear it. Dude, when I was younger, I, I thrived on soliciting sympathy. Like, that was my go-to move. I was so fucking good at it. Like, I could solicit sympathy from anybody, anywhere, anytime, for as long as I wanted. So I know how that works. But once you realize that the victim role is retarded, sorry to use that terminology, um, there's no reason to play right that role. Yeah. No, it, it's going backwards. It's regressing. <laughs> it, it works. I'll retarded is an actual word. Yeah, I'll be a, I'll be your social attorney on that. Um, yeah, I, needed validation. It is one. Well, it's one of those things where I there is got to be a connection. I mean, we talk about placebo effect a lot, Eric and I, and uh, how it can affect you. Yeah, and if it works for you, it works for you. I don't think most chiropractors are worth a shit, but 
I, I have one that I go to once a month and he does his little adjustments, which are good. There's, there's legit he, ones. They're just not doctors. So, you know, uh, so I'm saying like um, the thing, the placebo aren't you kind of all work. in or, you know, on chiropractors? I mean, how is that? It works for me. Some, some of them ones. really care about doing it and like really do give a shit about the patients. Yeah. A lot of them just want to hammer. Those oh, and for you, that's the mechanism insurance. of this is working. Well, um, some, are, some are just leveraging insurance. Mine is good. Right. I go well, once a month. There's a lot of dirty ones out there. I call them doctor, but we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. They partner <laughs> up with a personal injury attorney. Bing, bada, boom. What's yeah. up? One hand washes the other for sure. So wait, for the MDMA therapy, is it is the person yeah. in the room with you, are they doing anything but reacting to you and your what you're going through? Or they have any sort of agenda that they're doing anything? So yeah, they're they're there to establish the setting, right? So when we talk about the psychedelic set and setting are the two paramount facets, right? Your mindset and your setting. So she can't control my mindset. That's all me. I have to make sure that everything's clear and I have a direction and intention, all that stuff going in, but she is responsible for the setting. So physically, uh, every sense, all that is all, those are portions of the setting. And so she's essentially playing conductor for that symphony of, of elements. So while I'm there, the mindset and the drug are going to work together. And as long as the setting isn't compromising or threatening, then everything can, uh, can go to work. If the setting creates a problem, then everything gets screwed up. Yeah. That's your job. Big, I, yeah. I'm a big advocate of that. Yeah. Theory. Oh, it's the yeah. most, like, most important. If you're really trying to work on yourself, you know, you can't, you can't be at a, um, you know, a concert. <laughs> like, you, you could, know, like, yeah, you that's could. not where the therapy is going to happen for sure. Right. I mean, not deep anything. It's like, oh, that was, I needed that fun night. But realistically, that goes away. Differences between that and like psilocybin. So because uh, I hear Molly has a lot of like uh, the next day, you don't have like a lot of serotonin or dopamine or something like that. So you, you're kind of just yeah. there's a lot out. of opposites. Temperature. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So MDMA. <laughs> well, um, and, and very humble. So the. Yeah. The MDMA, the way that my um, my therapist describes it, it's more of a benevolent drug, right? So psilocybin is going to kind of dig down deep and rip shit out and you have to deal with it and you're kind of stuck there. MDMA is going to kind of tiptoe around it, gently approach it, not slap you in the face, not really scare the shit out of you, but maybe gently massage certain things in a certain direction. And the physical element is very profound. Right. So, you know, tingling and just kind of like a symbiotic relationship between your mind and body during the experience. But with psilocybin, I mean, you're going to deal with whatever comes up. Right. So if you have a mindset that is if you have a good mindset, if you're safe, if you have a good setting, then your mind goes to work. Right. And now it starts digging up things and it feels comfortable to actually dig deep and explore the depths of your mind. But if those the set and setting aren't right, psilocybin can just be like a great way also to experience the botanical gardens or camping or something like that. But if the set and setting are perfect and you really kind of settle into that, to that sort of combination, that's when the medicine goes to work. And that's when I have my most profound experiences for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but hopefully I don't remember the question. The difference between the two experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I just hear like, with psilocybin, I don't hear much the next day of people like they actually feel a lot better. Oh yeah. So oh, MDMA, yeah. so there's five HTP. Five HTP is used to 
replenish some of the serotonin after the MDMA experience, but you don't need that after the uh, psilocybin quite as much. Yeah. Oh, so you sell well, the psilocybin produces serotonin and, and repairs those receptors, I think. Well, it's the drain. Like, you know how you feel completely drained the next day if you do a heavy dose of psilocybin or, you, or the heavy dose of MDMA? It feels like your mind and body have just been expended, like you've been exhausted of your resources. So the, mm. it's the serotonin level being exhausted. You're just using a lot of it and your body is needs to replenish that, which will happen over time. But the 5-HTP kind of accelerates that. And especially for MDMA, it gives it back to you right away. Mm. So you, so you take that supplementally after the experience. Really? Okay. Could you take 5-HTP like boozing or doing, uh, yeah. going, ski, going skiing? It's used for sleep uh, help. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your dopamine's going off the charts, you know, and you feel like you're depleted, I don't see why it wouldn't be a bad idea. I just know for MDMA that it really drains you. You know, it's very heavy. So to just be without for several days, um, it's easier to throw some 5-HTP in there and kind of replenish some of that. Yeah, my, my friends that do it regularly, they, they'll compare it to like doing a lot of blow one night or something and feel like drained the next day emotionally almost. Yeah. yeah anytime I mean, you have that high, right. you know, I feel great. I feel like, and then yeah, the body, come back around. The body equalizes you out. I feel yeah. like natural, it's, the natural do that. it's the amphetamines too. But I mean, yeah, anytime you're really going to drain – Anytime you have an amazing experience, you're kind of drained afterwards, right? Like right. But yeah. if you have a, an awesome climax, you know, during sex, I, I hate saying the word climax. If you come yeah. during sex, yeah, like afterwards, you're drained. Come right? is better. Yeah. Come, it, it is better. Come is grosser, but it was better than climax. So yeah, you, climax was disgusting. Yeah, if you're weak. one third of a bukkake, I mean, you will essentially be drained of your serotonin. Oh, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I, I, I can't be around anybody else. Yeah. So yes. I've probably alienated some listeners with my um my expression of uh, vulgar uh-huh. porn, but hey, that's who I am, man. That's that's yeah, what stemmed this whole thing. Our listeners, not our listeners, will share this. Well, well my you listeners, got Bukaki, they're like, yeah, finally. <laughs> my We're listeners, real business talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll find out who my real listeners are after this one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, this exists because real conversations don't really happen. So you know, the reason podcasts are interesting is because we're not really having even if it's uh blue discourse uh you know or crass discourse or whatever yeah at least, you know the, the, it, it it exists somewhere where a lot of people don't have it normally it's not um, real until you regret it a little bit <laughs> dude yeah i've become so like okay with telling people whatever man i really don't care anymore it's i've dissolved my ego to the point where i couldn't care less um, yeah it's allowed me to do jujitsu. Like I did jujitsu a while back and my ego got in the way, man. I'd be getting tapped out by little kids and people that weighed half my size. And it just, my ego wouldn't allow me to continue with that, but I have no ego anymore. So I can just do all this stuff and not have my feelings hurt. If it doesn't pan out, I don't really care. Yeah. yeah that, that'll, that'll, um, I, I hear, uh, BJJ as we call it out there. Yeah. Yes. Blowjob <laughs> jitsu as uh, Eric referred to it. Um, which i'll have you know that job jubilee that is what i called it i haven't learned that move yet just so you know i haven't gotten okay. to that well that's what like any athletic, roller skates any athletic endeavor is is gonna uh it's gonna bring you down a notch and it's like i hate jogging i'll go for a jog and i know i know i know i should do it more regularly because 
it's not a runner's high. It's just that thing you just go, this is so painful. This sucks. But I know Afterwards. it's good to do something for 10 minutes a day, whatever that physical activity is that, that hurts. Yeah. You know, yeah. In a good, not, well, plus, I mean, for me, I'm 43. I'm going to be 44 this year. And so starting a new, a whole new sport with limited skills. I mean, it's tough, right? So, I mean, my age and my body and all that stuff gets in the way. Um, but well, you, you know, just not having the ego still, allows me to push through. The last, when, how long have you been in Denver? Since 2017. So a lot of stuff since you've moved out there, you're like, I'm starting a whole new life. Fuck all these Florida guys. I'm going to get into psilocybin, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's, <laughs> it's cool that you're finding these things at the age where most people would be like, fuck it. Yeah. Bro, you know? I'm locked in. No, it's, what, it, 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 it's contagious. It's like I, I remind myself of the if my hands and feet weren't so sweaty, I might try <laughs> jujitsu, but I feel like it would just be so gross. Yeah, um, I mean the sweat factor, you start sweating five seconds into being on the mat anyway. So your sweaty issue is a non-issue. That, they, like, move on to the next excuse. Socks, they'd be like, no, and I'd be like, bye. I'm out. Yeah, if you'd have to but it'd be sweaty immediately. In yoga, they they get mad because I have to wear like I'll wear those like uh, uh, <laughs> Nimbus New Balance shoes that are really thin. But I'm like, Jesus. you don't want me to not. If I'm just in socks, I'll fucking slip around. That's how gross I am. You know what? You've got to come up with it. There's there's yoga towels that you can put over your mat to mitigate some of the extra sweat. Uh, oh, right. we'll, we'll have to talk offline. Barefoot, I'll slip, yeah. dude. <laughs> Whoop. All right. You ever see me in flip flops? Ever? These are some awful excuses. I have to admit, these are terrible excuses. It is a bad excuse. You talk to any yoga instructor, and they are shutting these down with rebuttal after rebuttal after objective rebuttal. What? My hands too sweaty. Why? <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. Uh, what we were talking about. I uh, I don't give a shit. I, I think I'm so open, man. Like if I did went back and did stand up, I would have a much easier time now. Like oh, the yeah, anxiety man. is dissipated. I've I've come to a really good place. That's why I can't stop talking shit about mushrooms. It's changed my life. Well, I think I, I think it's cool you're you're getting this this podcast going in the same way because I think it's tough to not do stand up after doing it and loving it. But at the same time, it's like it's a slog and it when you're having a kid like you're about to. Yeah. You know, that's it gets a lot tougher to just because you get this guilt about not getting up, not getting up, but at least you have this creative avenue like this to to get it out um you know oh yeah dude before i stopped doing stand-up like before i moved out out to denver i hated myself so much and i couldn't right. even listen to anything coming out of my mouth without physically getting nauseous <laughs> it was more excruciating to do stand-up than to not so i was like fuck this this is just painful so i stopped well, that's good self-awareness i mean yeah. i mean not i'm gonna torture I'm myself yeah, Listen, exactly. It's like, beating your head so much that you got to get up. You got to get up every night, every night, every night. It becomes like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You have to do it, which is fine because it, it's good because there's no real, like, no one's really going to pull you up and stand up. No, it's all you, man. You want to do one man show. So it's kind of good that there is that kind of toughness about it where everybody kind of, it's like one of the few things all comedians agree on. Like, you have to get up, you have to do reps, and you're kind of a jitsu's the same way, not. man. Yeah. But, at the same time, you know, it's, I, I'm just saying, uh, mazel tov to you, or Lahayim, that Lahayim's cheers. Lahayim uh, to life, mazel tov is it. No, Lahayim, that you're, 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 you know, you're getting this podcast out. That's a creative thing. 
you're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu later in life, which a lot of people wouldn't do because of ego. Yeah. And then, you know, you're really looking in in this, like, call it alternative therapy for lack of a better term, but uh, you're really kind of doing this in a very measured, calculated way, not just going, oh, I'm going to go do ayahuasca and see how it goes. Like, you're really, re- every time I talk to you, you're like really researching everything before you do yeah. it. Well, it's my agreement with my wife, you know, like, unfortunately, shrooms, they have a the connotation that it's drugs and it's only for enjoyment. So my agreement with her is I have to treat this stuff therapeutically. I can't treat it frivolously. I can't, you know, me going to Meow Wolf is a special case. Like this stuff is for me to use therapeutically. So that's my agreement with her. She can't do shit right now that she's pregnant. So if I'm going to do this stuff and, and like have any kind of fun, it needs to boil down and resolve to something that's, that's positive. So that's, that's my agreement with her. And that's, that's why I can do this stuff and not have her be like, you're fucking druggy, psychonaut weirdo. Oh, and she's cool as fuck because you know what pregnant women hate is when their husbands fucking do anything getting wasted in, in, in any way or having any joy, really. Both yeah. you guys have two kids, just so my yeah. listeners know. You're not 40 pounds overweight, too. Fuck you, buddy. Right. Fuck you. Oh, you're going to take the weekend off? Uh, fuck that. You should be my Uber Eats driver. Yeah. yeah so both you guys are, are divorced? Is it? Is that the <laughs> Almost. I'm getting there. Yeah, no. I've got uh, I got about two months till the trial, baby. But that that's Ooh. any any anybody having a kid. Like every every wife hates them if they're most of them. Yeah, there's are married not men that, cool. that get that joke, dude. Yeah. yeah, I I can't say how it's gonna be after a kid, but all I can tell you, man, is uh, I have definitely got to the point where I'm ready. Like I'm you know I'm in my 40s now, and I'm like I'm ready. But if it were 15 years ago, no way absolutely no way she's one of the 30 bucks fans that's a real bucks fan buccaneers fan so you're you're probably living off the high of the super bowl win not me she's it's all her my brownies someday will smell the super bowl for right now yeah i mean you guys are definitely not understand you are sharing the same psyche that's something you need to get i can't i'm happy for her understand though i'm happy for her but i'm oh my god are you dumb I'm trying to tell no. you how to do this, man. Yeah, I'm a Browns fan. I'm a Browns fan. end up like us? I'm a Browns fan. Do you understand? Don't, say the, like don't even say Cleveland Browns in your house. Don't be dumb. That brings oh, everybody man. down, much as a pregnant woman. I'm telling you. Right. Bro, I'm trying to help you out here. Is there like, physically, I can't see you right now, and that's a good thing, but you, dude, as a Browns fan, this is, you're digging deep, man. That that hurts. Yeah, I will never aban- abandon the house. Yeah, he's home. doing his sympathy yeah, thing he's like doing, he did he's as a doing kid. It. You didn't even know. My heart uh, is not going to work fan. on us, fucko. We're, we're, the, we're the worst city. We're the worst city. We lost <laughs> LeBron. The Browns. Our river yeah. turned on fire one time. Hey, get off your fucking multiple championship high horse, you fuckheads. Uh, my, LeBron left me, and now all I have is the Browns, and someday we'll smell the Super Bowl. Someday. Yeah. Not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Well, not um, next year. We did get better in the offseason. I know, I know we've got to bounce that every year. like four minutes. Uh, so I want to make sure any other, any other questions you got or any other stuff you've got. Yeah, man. So you guys, um, you, uh, took some psilocybin recently. I told you how to get some allegedly. allegedly. Yes. And, uh, I'm just curious about your experience. Hmm. Um, well, in theory, if it was, if we were actually talking real talk, if we were, if this was a real thing that happened. Ah, yeah. okay, all right. We, we would have had a great time. 
Yeah. Uh, just the two of us. If, if hypothetically you, speaking, okay. Yeah, it would be a hypothetically super cute date. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Saturday cool. night. All right. Um, didn't take much in this uh, scenario. Um, in this hypothetical. I don't know. I uh, there's five grams. Hypothetically, we did okay. You did okay. For not. You know, <laughs> what I've gotten out of it in previous experiences, like a while, while ago, like years ago, um, not recently, um, but maybe allegedly recently, uh, is there's a real, yeah, for me, awesome. there's a real like optimism in a nostalgic kind of way for me. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Uh, but like. In I can. It's. I you're able to clear out the shit that you got like immediately going on in your mind. And when you say um, it's innocence or whatever, what, no, what nostalgic, it feels nostalgic. Like okay. When I was younger, exactly. And you didn't have all about, that shit. Excited about stuff in the future a lot yes. more. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah. like the shit that you're dealing with right away, you can kind of take a step back, get childish mentally. And you know, that's good for your brain. It's pretty straightforward. I think yeah, it, being a, you know, having a kid that gives me a cool chance to kind of get inside their mind a little bit, you know. Oh, dude, I have a theory. Babies are born tripping, man. Right? That's you why they're so. Till, that's dude, why they're so wide-eyed. Yeah, you wait to. It, it, we're born tripping, and then you sort of come out of it. Like it's the transition into the real world. Like when I have my kids, a baby, a newborn baby sleeping on your chest will make you fall asleep. Like the same way, if somebody can be completely sober and there's somebody in the room who's tripping their balls off, you're like, I kind of feel like I'm tripping right now. It's the same <laughs> idea. Yeah. Have you ever had that? Where it's like, God damn, this whole room feels like everybody's on mushrooms, but really it's one person who just ate too much. Yeah, there's like a like a osmosis placebo kind of a yes. thing. I don't know about placebo. I think it's real spots. But what babies, you yeah. watch. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Dude. Kids that'll look by behind you at like whatever fucking ghosts they can see or some shit i don't know can't wait cannot <laughs> wait yeah i think about sure that. i had that same baby experience <laughs> ghost hunter style yeah <sighs> my yeah. daughter also talks about the multiverse so i don't know oh she's a rick and morty fan i mean rick uh, and morty. she came up with that on her own actually oh all right so she's uh she's gonna get us to, to mars <laughs> Yeah, you started learning about multiverses at her. Age. My fucking mind, that kid. Cool. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. It, there is that. It's a it's a weird energy, and that's kind of what is good about it. Doing stuff like that. It, and one part of my, I analytically, I know you can't do it that much because it won't have the effect, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Microdosing, you have to space it out. Much like everything. Well, I mean, like, you know. I like to booze it up every now and again, but I'll take breaks just because I don't want it to go away. I like, I would like to do this uh, in future, right? Because <laughs> you, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin, like, oh, yeah, fucking in AA. So yeah. uh, you see a lot of that going on. So it's like moderation in terms of everything, including moderation and all that stuff. But yeah. you know, doing it once every three months is is like a reset button. Taking taking that old school Nintendo cartridge out. <laughs> blowing on that thing put yeah. it right back in and now you're playing track and field -na 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 -na. that's the game you chose what a dork <laughs> i wanted to zig when you thought i was zagging baby 
And I would have gone tech mobile, but I mean that that's all that's all you. I know, I know. I just want to go get it. Yeah. It's <laughs> good to see you your faces, head. guys. It's good to see your bald head, man. I am I proud of you for taking that. As you can see, I haven't tended to my situation uh recently, but you've done a really good job there. Oh, I got I'm getting back into the the hair growing game. I got a laser helmet. I it, like the fucking the looks like it works. LED. Nice. Okay, it's been like three times I've tried it. I'll wear it through a podcast. It looks like you got it. It's like <laughs> twenty five minutes every other day. It's a crash test dummy hat with like a fucking a helmet with like one it's of those. Got a little <laughs> camera that goes right to their corporate office, and they all laugh at me. Yeah. It's fucking buying it. <laughs> it's something that you should have bought in Skyline. Fucking idiot. It looks like all sells them. A baby's skull is misshaped. They have to wear those those helmets. Yeah, same idea. With Dear God, the cool LED lights make it. It's lasers. Dear God. Well, you and I have the same balding hair pattern, where we have like kind of that stream down the middle. Oh, and you're so my brother it, from another mother. Jude Law. Jude Law made it really fashionable. Right. Um, but I tell you what, man. Uh, now that you've crossed over, uh, there there is no going back. So your hair growing, all of it. Just, he's gonna Elon Musk it. <laughs> I'll be disappointed in you if you do, by the way, because I, I want I'm you part of my, it, but it'll be thick. <laughs> I want you in my club, my friend. I don't want you to leave the, the club. club. I'm there. All right. Stay there. Okay. No way. You want him to, you want him to figure it out and then you'll, he'll tell you what to do. Yeah. I've already figured it out, my friend. I've been along. I've, I've tried, I've tried and tried and I've regressed and regressed and regressed. Every hair growth method has been a horrible failure. So good luck. Godspeed. At PayPal and look at him now. And that's all I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, a slight financial advantage over me, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He can afford Sky Mall. I can't. He also is making Tesla's uh, approachable for almost everybody to buy. So if he can do it, I bet he'll, he'll, he'll let it down to his peons at some point. Look at Deion Sanders. Ooh, yeah. You didn't know about that, huh? Oh, hey, I wanted to mention real quick. Um, Carmen Morales is uh, supposedly a big uh, microdosing, macrodosing uh, yeah, awesome. expert. Yeah. Pedro hooked me up with her. I'm going to link up and try to get her on the podcast as well. She's been on Sweat Equity. She has. Uh, Dude, do you understand Pedro? Pedro Lima. Is our, We've called in him theory, FaceTimed him. In theory, is who we call. I love. Who I we love. don't talk to ever. Right. And it's like, oh, we're calling Pedro now. I'm going to some Pedro. He said he wouldn't pick up because... A bunch of a uh, bunch of Puerto Ricans he's with wouldn't get why two white guys are <laughs> giggly calling him. I was like, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't stop calling. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. So that that has become our only like uh, superstition. That is awesome. Yeah. Are, are we uh, are we at our time limit? Yeah, Eric's got to run on a call, and we got another podcast after this. Well, hopefully, it's as entertaining as informative as uh, as this one. Uh, I, doubt I doubt it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, it's great to see you. Yeah, and man. Miss you, buddy. We're going to come out and visit you. You better. The basement yeah. is uh, being done as we speak, so you'll have a space. Um, I think it's like a, we'll get a single so you guys have a place to snuggle up. You get an Airbnb, probably. Oh, okay. It's up to you. One of them you might have a baby, baby by then. So, uh, oh, yeah, the baby. Yeah. I forgot baby. about the baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, once you have that baby, there's no guess. <laughs> Always on the ready, my friend. Oh, it's so as much as my wife doesn't want it to be on the ready, it's on the ready. I'm with her, man. All right. Well, on that note, we're gonna try and make it illegal.
on that note, I love you guys. Let's do this again. And, uh, I love you too, buddy. All right. See you later.